You see that a lot. You see a lot of dreamers out there that just, they never actually get there because all they do is they dream. They think they focus on the dream and they never actually focus on the day to day. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, real quick before we get started, first of all, I wanted to thank everybody for joining us on the show and for listening uh, to all my loyal listeners. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, continuing to listen and support the show. If you can go on to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen and subscribe to the show, that would be fantastic. Spread the word too. I'd love to, you know, have this reach more and more people. So if you could share it on social media or, or, or and just talk about it to other people, that would be fantastic. And the last thing is if you can go onto iTunes and give us a rating review, uh, hopefully five stars, that would be great as well. It just helps us spread the word more and it helps us get continue to get uh, really good guests on the show. We've had some fantastic guests and I just want to be able to continue to bring fantastic value to you. Go on to our Facebook page too, Pillars of Wealth Facebook page. And I'd like to hear from, from you as a listener of you know, what you're doing in business, what you've got going on, what you are maybe struggling with or uh, being successful with, and then what we can do on the show to help push you to that next level. Maybe uh, questions we can ask our guests, maybe guests that we can get on the show to talk about certain topics, certain things that are really neat, you're needing uh, some, some extra support with. So provide for us some feedback on Facebook, um, and you can also share this out on, on social media. That would be fantastic as well. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being a, uh, being a either new listener or a loyal listener. I definitely appreciate it. And we will get started with the show. Welcome back to another edition of Hump Day Hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. My name is John Stiles with Bridge Realty, and I'm excited for another great episode Today, we're going to be talking about a book we've just finished called Getting Things Done by David Allen. And uh, so I'm excited for this discussion. And here's our host, Todd Dexheimer. Todd, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, John. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Just off of a little Memorial Day weekend break. Half of the time, the weather was great. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yesterday was a little bit of a rain out. <laughs> we got a lot of rain, yeah. um, which was great because I was filling the pool for the kids and uh, the rain just helped out. We added a couple inches, so I don't need to quite uh, waste as much money on water. So <laughs> there you go. That's the way to do it. And the kids still, even though we got we got a well, so I actually don't spend money on water. We just spend money on electricity because our well pump has to run all the time. But the kid, the well water is cold, like super cold. And the kids still wanted to be in the pool <laughs> yesterday. It was a cold day yesterday. I don't even know if it got up to 60 yesterday. Uh, uh, they wanted to swim still in the pool. So uh, they splashed around a little bit. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah, good times. No, that's uh, Memorial Day and, and kind of long holiday weekends are, are 
are great. It gives you a little bit of, of time to actually slow down and enjoy the family and spend some time uh, with them. And then Memorial Day gives you time to reflect and uh, understand, you know, what uh, what other people have done for this country and, and done for us to really uh, make it what it is. So uh, celebrate that and and uh, really how special, um, you know, that gift has been that that other people have given to us so yeah for sure so that great time to uh remember that definitely well cool uh anything new john with uh with anything i I want a quick update maybe don't have much to give but i want a quick update on your airbnb because we've talked about that a few times so just a little quick snapshot of what's going on there and how are you liking it Oh, sure. Yeah, it's it's been going pretty smoothly. Um, most of our summer is booked up, uh, especially the weekends. And there's just a couple of days here and there that are open. Um, my wife really helps out to, to uh, keep that running smoothly. Uh, so I've kind of been able to take somewhat of backseat to it. Um, and she has, at first, she was taking care of the turnovers and I was handling the communication uh, with our guests as they booked and asked questions and then checked in and out and whatnot. Uh, She's really kind of taken that over, become comfortable interacting with people there. So um, it's going pretty smoothly. So I don't know, maybe you haven't put the numbers together, maybe you have. Um, If you're to take, let's call it June, uh, where you think you've got most of the days booked out, or maybe even May, um, are are you seeing a substantial increase in revenue uh, from just having it? Because previously, you just had it as a a regular rental, uh, and now you've got it as an Airbnb. Are you seeing a substantial increase of revenue, or what's the difference there? Yeah, I've yet to do really a good full analysis of it all, but just on a revenue basis, I mean, the simple comparison, I was getting about 1150 a month uh, after renovating it. I probably would have gotten maybe 1400 a month, um, but we're getting like 2600 a month, give or take. I mean, it, does, it varies. So that's one of the downfalls. You, know, you can't, can't really predict it to be steady, but it, some months are less, some months are bigger. So you're you're nearly doubling your revenue on the on the healthy months. I guess it'll be really interesting to when did you start this uh, Airbnb? Do you remember? Yeah, back in October. So we're getting- back in October. So it'd be interesting to see maybe January to January uh, where that revenue is because you know obviously your first few months are just throwaway months, um, and maybe even January. Maybe you're probably better off comparing you know, June to June to really be able to see, okay, did this thing actually work? Uh, and, and what my difference in revenue and expenses were. It'd be really interesting as we continue on to be able to track that and let our audience know, um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, this time next year, or even as we go, um, what our difference in revenue is. Cause I think a lot of people are intrigued by Airbnb. I, I certainly am. Um, now I wouldn't do it exactly the way you're doing it cause you guys are handling quite a bit in-house and I just wouldn't be able to do that, but, uh, it still could be a potentially intriguing method or, um, you know, way to do business, especially on a few 
of my properties that it makes it could make a lot of sense for. Yeah. And I'm I'm still not sure if it's a great model to scale up or um, you know, to do kind of as a passive investment. I, I think it's great as a side hustle, you know, especially in our situation where we live on live and own a multifamily property, uh, live in and own, uh, where we're on site and easily can, you know, it doesn't take much to add this to what are already, you know, we're already there. Yeah. Uh, but I can see, you know, it getting more complicated when you're off site, um, or trying to scale it up to just, you know, dozens of these different units, especially scattered around where, for the most part, things are smooth, but if you have an issue, you know, to suddenly have to run over and address it, it's not, these type of guests are not as forgiving as your long-term tenants who you could say, okay, well, let's schedule that for Tuesday or whatever it might be. You know, you want to respond to those concerns immediately. So that's where the challenge is with scaling. Yeah. And that, and that's kind of the challenge, honestly, of, of scaling like a single family or duplexes as well. Just regular rentals is I think you've got that medium, the happy medium, right? So with the Airbnb, it's great if you can do it all yourself. It, it works really well, like you were saying, but if all of a sudden you want to get it to scale and to be big, well, then it doesn't work anymore unless you get very big. And once you get big enough to where now we can hire a full-time maintenance person, full-time, you know, staff member to be making sure that uh, the, the renters are happy, then it works. Same thing with duplexes, single families. It's very difficult in that kind of that transition period where I can't hire full-time people, but it's too big for me to do just by myself. And that's why people skip and go to apartment buildings because now all of a sudden you do have that scale again. So uh, I think, yeah, it'd be interesting to uh, see how a scale there would work, but I, I think it would be cha definitely challenging until you, unless you got big enough. Yeah. Another interesting uh, way to look at this or thing to think about is how sellable is this business model? Mm. You know, if you build up a Good great point. Airbnb business, Mm -hmm. Can you sell it? And how is that valued? I know I've actually been looking at a six unit building uh, that's completely Airbnb and trying to evaluate the property for the owner. And, um, you know, you, you almost have to look at how much, how is the customer experience going for that, for that property? And is that going to be able to transition well to a new owner? Um, you know, and how much, how much of the revenue is based on that ownership and, and how they're working the model. Um, you know, they, for example, if somebody has scaled up the business and has like a cleaning crew that goes from one property to the other. So then can this six unit property transfer well to somebody else who doesn't have a management process already set up? So. Do they have third party property management in place or are they doing it themselves? they are the they're big enough where they're just managing all these themselves yeah yeah see that would be that's very interesting because i i don't know maybe there is but i don't know that there's a lot of third-party airbnb management companies out there and, and correct me if i'm wrong i might i very well might be because i'm not i'm not in that um you know industry but well i think there's a few and um they're kind of up and coming i'm not yeah. very familiar with them but yeah 
Well, let's move on to today's topic. We've got the book review we wanted uh, to go to, and we'll just keep up to date on the Airbnb stuff as as it kind of continues to progress. And maybe you can give us some numbers, you know, the next time, maybe next quarter we talk about it, and you can give us some numbers of where you're, where you're at. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Cool. So what's the book that we uh, so lovingly read? <laughs> Getting Things Done. Well, Todd, how much, how, how about you tell us how you liked it so far? Yeah. So for me, I know you like the book. Uh, so I'll, I want to hear why you like the book and what you thought of it. For me, I didn't really enjoy it um, at all, actually. So I haven't even finished it. And it'll probably be a book that I at least revisit to see if it clicks with me, because that does happen from time to time where I'll pick up a book and I'll start reading it. And I'll just go or listening to it. And I just go, wow, this is, I'm just tone deaf to this thing. I don't like it. I can't concentrate on it and I'm not getting anything from it. So I just put it down and then maybe a year or so later, I pick it back up and, and I devour it and I really enjoy it. So potentially this is that book right now. I, I don't feel it is, but <laughs> potentially it is. Uh, for me, I, I feel like it could have been a blog post. It could have been, honestly, it could have been um, a, an hour or 45 minute podcast. Um, instead, it was a whole book. And that's where I kind of got lost in it. It's like, there's just too much detail, right? There's just too, I don't need to know where to put my stapler. And I don't need to know where to put my pen at the end of the day. Um, and that's what I felt like this book was, is it was like, it was telling you, okay, you know, you need to put your credit card in the upper right hand drawer of your, of your desk and, you know, put it in an envelope marked credit card, um, versus actually kind of giving me some good, uh, information. So that's where I was with the book. It just felt like, almost like, okay, you're just telling me step-by-step step what I should do instead of giving me kind of a, an overall view, which I thought I think would be better. So. Sure. Yep. <clears throat> no, and I agree uh, on, on those points. I, I think it did get into a lot of detail. And in fact, the chapters were quite lengthy, um, which made it a little bit hard for me to get through even because um, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll listen to the, our books as we're going through them in about maybe 15 minute, to 20 minute increments as I'm driving from one place to another. Uh, so a lot of these chapters were at least 30 minutes long, uh, which, you know, it's, it's hard to think to stay on a topic that long Yeah. or that, you know, each subtopic within the book. So yeah. I'll admit that, uh, especially at the beginning of the book, I, it was, it was a little dry, you know, it's something, it's not your most exciting book. Yeah. So, so, so John, what did you, what did you particularly, so, so getting things done, first of all, what is it, what is it about? Like what, what is the main point? Yeah. Other than getting things done. (laughs) So I think uh, what's helpful to think about here is the concept of work has changed quite a bit. You know, if you look back decades and centuries ago, you could, just look out your window and see what you had to get done. Maybe it was, you need to plow this section of the field. Right. And then 
So you go out and you do that. And then when you're done, you can see that section of the field is done. So, you know, nowadays in our technology age, what we have, he's, I don't know if he coined this term or if other people are using it, but he says this is knowledge work. We've got things that are in our head, things that we want to get done. So for example, we want to Im, uh, improve morale in our company. You know, what, what exactly does that mean? Or, you know, we want to, I don't know, what's another example of type of work that we have to get done. We want to reply to all the emails in our inbox. Well, to some extent you can see how many emails you have there, but you yeah. know, a lot, those, those replies have to do with a lot of con conceptual things, you know, interacting with people, responding to their concerns. So there's a, there's a lot of, he calls it knowledge work. And well, yeah, it's a big picture too. I mean, you, you look at like, I look at my business, right? I want to put a, an apartment complex under contract within the next six to eight weeks. Okay. Whoa. I mean, like, I can't just look out and go, okay, there's the apartment building. Uh, that's, I'm just going to, I've got money and I'm going to buy that thing. You know, that's not how it works. And so it takes a lot more than that. I know what I'm, you know, like this weekend, I, I did some things around the house. Very easy for me to know exactly what needs to get done. I, I, I built a, a patio table. Very easy. I had I made a blueprint for it, and I went and got the, the material for it, and then I went and built it. Very easy for me to do. I can stay on task. I know exactly what needs to get done. Step, you know, one to 100. Um, but buying this apartment complex in the next, you know, six to eight weeks, a lot more difficult because it takes a lot more, I wouldn't say effort, but a lot more uh, non, not concrete effort, right? There's not necessarily a 100% blueprint. There's things we need to do to get there, but those don't always end up in the exact result that we anticipated or wanted. Yep. So if you have that as your context for this discussion, and then you add into it, um, throughout our day, we are constantly bombarded with other types of knowledge work that is distracting us. Yeah. Uh, from, you know, driving into the office, oh, the check engine light came on, or, and then you get there and there's the stack of emails, there's the inbox of mail, and then you get a text from your wife about something and then and that always happens to me <laughs> i love so, you honey <laughs> yeah. so you know there's yeah. you're constantly bombarded with these things um and and how do you handle them uh how do you stay focused on what you need to do how do you yeah. know you know they're all very important some more so than others how do you know what's the next thing that you should be doing yeah and maximizing your time so so there's that and then add on to that this idea that our minds are not very good at determining the determining what's um what should be done next so uh, we have our subconscious that is reminding us that there's things to be done and it can't always distinguish between should this be done now or should it be done next week or someday yeah. maybe it's something i'd like to do if i have if i get around to it 
so so those are kind of the 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 basis of the discussion and so really what he recommends is first of all you have to get all of this junk out of your head so he talks a lot about putting it on paper you know or or if you know use a digital uh tool or whatever but just get it out of your head and getting uh, in the habit of re getting thoughts out of your head yeah and uh that way you know okay and then um kind of distinguishing what are these things is this something that can be actionable is there an action tied to this um, or is it uh, a project that has many actions tied to it for example buying the apartment building that you know that's not just one thing that involves contacting brokers contacting sellers that might yeah. involve marketing that's going to underwriting, underwriting. Stuff. yeah there's tons of actions related to that one goal so that's really a whole entire project yeah um also with these different things you're pulling out of your head is this something that can be done within a two minute rule or that's what he uh, made up two minute rule if it is something that can be done in two minutes then you know just get it done uh if it's not you either need to decide if you can delegate it or defer it to a certain time um, and, it, and then again, going back to these things that are coming out of your head uh, is if it's not something that's actionable, you know, maybe you've just, you've written it down. So it's out of your head, then you can just toss it away. <laughs> you know, it's like dumping out the garbage or, if, or maybe it's something you want to keep for later reference. Then you can have a whole system for filing reference items. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think one of the reasons maybe that this book didn't resonate with you is a lot of this is kind of like obvious. Yeah, we can, we do this stuff already. We write things yeah. down. We make yeah. lists. Um, I know I've heard about uh, this kind of tactic. If you're having trouble sleeping and maybe all sorts of things are coming to your head. Well, when something comes to your head, write it down and then it's off your mind and you can rest, you can go to sleep. So, you know, these are obvious things, things that we often do, but I think the the difference that he's trying to point out in the book is that is thinking um, purposefully about it, having it be a system so that it's not put together haphazardly and in uh, inconsistently. Hey, I'm super excited to announce the North Star Real Estate Conference that uh, I am putting together along with a few other friends. And we are expecting to have a great crowd there. This is going to be September 20th and 21st in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities area. And hey, it'll still be warm. And we're going to have a ton of great speakers there. We're going to have uh, some motivational speakers. We're expecting to have uh, speakers talking about a lot of different commercial real estate topics, multifamily and commercial real estate. So we want you there. We would love to have uh, a great crowd there. We would love to have you there. And the cool thing with this conference is all the profits are going to uh, benefit from charity. They're going to benefit Junior Achievement specifically, who they uh, serve underserved uh, youth and they, they bring financial education to them. 
They not only teach financial education, but they teach the, the kids how to be entrepreneurs, how to be business leaders, and how to really do fantastic things after they're out of school and, and moving on. So that's who we're uh, going to be benefiting. We're going to also have a charity gala. It's going to be a fun event, and I'd love to have you attend. So again, it's called the North Star Real Estate Conference. Check it out. We've got uh, links that we'll put on the show notes. Uh, we would love to have you there. We'd love to have you attend. Speaker lineup is coming, and uh, that'll be announced uh, shortly. We do have a few speakers already uh, lined up, so you'll be able to see that. We've got Trevor McGregor will be our keynote speaker. He's a master platinum coach. So you're going to love this event. We are going to just have a ton of fun and learn a bunch and also benefit a great organization as well. I will see you there. Check out our show notes for the links. Have you applied any of these principles to to you yet? Um, not fully. I, you know, I feel like I've, I'm just kind of getting into it, but I, yeah. I have, um, um, I've recognized some things in my life. For example, so he talks about having an inbox or an in-tray and then having an agreement with yourself that you're going to go through that in-tray and on a consistent basis so that you can empty it. Otherwise, you're not going to trust yourself that that's a, um, a trustworthy place to place notes. So I myself have used my email inbox as my in-tray. Mm-hmm. And I have this nagging desire to empty it and uh, respond to things or to organize whatever that might be. And over time, I, I've let that go. And so my, my email inbox, I, we've talked about this before, has is, is been growing and it's nowhere near your inbox. But <laughs> my, mine's, a, mine's a few, few, uh, few emails long that, yeah. I haven't, that I haven't read. Yeah. Oftentimes, though, it, there's so much like chatter in your email that sometimes they just ignore it and then the the bad thing about ignoring your emails is there's a lot of chatter, but sometimes you, when you ignore it, you end up accidentally ignoring something that might be important too. Exactly. Yep. And that, that definitely has happened to me as I've kind of ignored more and more emails. I see something that's like, Oh shoot, I should have responded to that, you know, three days ago. Yep. Well, and so that, that relates not only do you, um, need to be in a place where you trust yourself to go through that in tray, but other people as well. If, if people will eventually pick up on that, like, Oh yeah, Todd or whoever is really great at getting back to me uh, through email. So I'll keep using email or if they recognize, well, he doesn't get back in the next days or weeks or months. Well, like, I guess that's not the best way to reach him. So I'm going to have to try some other method. So it's, it creates trust with yourself and with others, if you have a consistent way of dealing with your inbox or whatnot. Yeah. And that, that's probably a good point is, is making sure you've got one easy method for people to get in touch with you, especially important people that uh, you want to be in touch with is, is that emails, that phone calls, that text, whatever it is, but make sure that they understand the best way to get in touch with you as well. And that way, the important people in your life can get in touch with you pretty easily. Yep. So I'll have um, 
just thoughts throughout the day, things I want to do or remember. And I've, I've found a way to just text that thought to my email. Cause I, I know that I look through my email. Mm -hmm. um, but even those thoughts have become lost in the black hole of my email inbox and and I'll find them later and, and not really understand the context of what that thought was like, why did I send myself this note? So it's because it has become, you know, an untrusted place, but so I'm trying to um, move over to uh, keep my thoughts in another spot. And I'm kind of doing some experimentation with OneNote, uh, which is a common software that most people have. I've used it a little bit in the past, but not really fully. Um, and the book didn't recommend any one specific software or, or tool because it recognizes that those are constantly changing. Yep. Uh, so it, it's less about what sh which tool you use and more about the fact that you're going to use it and, and trust yourself to keep going back to it on a regular basis and empty out that in-tray. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I use my notebook. I mean, I've got a notebook uh, that I constantly write down. Actually, I've got, I'm looking right here. I've got one, I've got two, I've got three, I've got four different notebooks out and they're all for different purposes, right? So I've got notebook on my day-to-day -day activities. I've got a notebook uh, for my podcasts. I've got a notebook for my coaching clients and I've got a notebook for the, my coach uh, that I use. And so they're all different Context and actually I got another notebook and that's my workout notebook as well. So I've got different notebooks for different activities and they're I've got them in different locations um, You know in front of me or put away to the side, but uh, that way I can reference what I need Yeah, well and that really is helpful. I think to have a physical representation of those thoughts or tasks or whatever they might be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm a very, like, I need things physical for me. I do have, I have my note section on my phone and I use that a lot, but those notes, they might get emailed to me, but they'll also get translated into my notebook. Um, I've got my calendar that's on my phone. Most of my stuff on my calendar um, is there, but I also have my calendar on my, notebook. Okay. I've got, I've actually got behind me that I got to hang up is I got a, a large poster type calendar that I write big kind of main events down on, uh, that doesn't get filled up with like the day to day, like what I'm doing at eight o'clock in the morning, what I'm doing at nine, nothing like that. But if I've got a speaking engagement, if I've got, um, you know, a major meeting, anything like that, those go down there, uh, on that notebook. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So having things visual is really important. Um, for me, the reason I'm kind of going to try out OneNote is it has that similarity to a physical notebook. You can have different notebooks. You can have pages within those notebooks. And then you can, you know, just manipulate it that way. So it's similar. Sure. I, I try to be more electronic just because it's, more mobile and always kind of there for me. Um, but anyways, um, so there's a lot more to the book. Obviously it's quite lengthy and, and what he wrote down because he got so detailed. 
I think another thing that I really liked about it is as in the past, some of the other book reviews we've done, uh, one was, you know, the one thing. So we've, we've talked a lot, a lot about being focused. Yep. And I, I really liked a lot of the concepts from that book of, as well. But even after reading that, I felt like I couldn't fully take advantage of it because of all these other important things bombarding me, you know, and it, it's hard to have a one thing when there are so many things. Yep. Uh, so, and, and I think this quote was from the, this book, getting things done. It says, focusing on which direction your ship is headed doesn't make any difference if your ship is sinking. Hmm. So that's, that's a lot how I feel sometimes. I feel like I've got so many things to do. Uh, even though I know where I want to be going, sometimes I can't handle what's going on right now. So he talked about this having, you know, recognizing that there is value in having a, a why and an ultimate goal and all these things that you're focused on big picture. But if you don't first handle the immediate, then you're not going to be able to get to your why or get to your ultimate goal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dreams are great, but without actually practicing and, you know, taking care of the little things, you're never going to get to your dream. Yep. You see that a lot. You see a lot of dreamers out there that just, they never actually get there because all they do is they dream. They think they focus on the dream and they never actually focus on the day to day. Mm -hmm. Yep. We could probably keep going a little bit, but I think that's a, a good start to what the book is about. Yep. If anybody wants to get into it, just be prepared. There's a little bit of dryness, especially at first. Uh, you're going to be told some things that are pretty obvious and you're like, why am I reading this? But uh, my encouragement, even for you, Todd, is uh, when you get some time, give it another shot, push through some of that dry stuff. And I think there's some good value there. I'll have to push through it. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll you've motivated me now to continue um, to finish the book. So far, I'm going to give this book like a, a C minus, but um, <laughs> I know you're probably giving it what? What, what, what would you grade it as? Um, it, well, what is, our, what is our criteria for grading books? Uh, what's your favorite book? Is, is it, I mean, do you think this has a ton of value to people? That would be an A or A plus. Do you think it adds a, you know, moderate value, uh, maybe a B? Or, or does it? Maybe could it be done in a blog post that's a C and maybe it, it really, really sucks. That's a D or an F. <laughs> sure. I, you know, I think it has some room for improvement in the style of writing um, and, and the length. Uh, but I, I think there's some really good value in there. Uh, so I guess I'll give it a B. Um, Perfect. So. Perfect. There you go. So uh if you like John's advice, <laughs> read the book. I'm going to keep on reading it. Maybe next month when we talk about our book, I'll have this one done and, and maybe I'll have a different review of it. Um, so. Yeah. Here's another question as we uh, discuss these different books is, you know, should this book be on our annual reading list or not? Yeah. So I, for the, and for that answer, I would say yes to this one because I, I want to revisit this and make sure I'm implementing these different strategies. Cool. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, books, books can be dry, right? We're reading a business book. It's not, it's not about sex and flash, right? It, I mean, it's a dry book. It, it, it tells you how to implement things. 
sometimes that's not super exciting. And so sometimes you just got to push through it. Yeah. Kind of like reading a, a software manual. It's really boring, but you yeah, know how, to, how to use the software. So it's important, but it's not the most exciting thing to do. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's all we got today, right? Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I'd encourage people. I know we, in the middle of the show, uh, talked about the conference, but I'd encourage people to check out our conference, the North Star Real Estate Conference. It's going to be really good. We've got a great lineup of speakers. Um, so come check that out. It's in, it's in the Twin Cities area, Minneapolis area, and September 20th and 21st. John, you'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, and a bunch of great speakers will be there as well. So uh, check that out. And uh, that's it, man. Make every day a Saturday. You too. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business, and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday.